So we're going to look in our version of uh, the story of Jesus by Luke. So if you have Bibles or phones, the last chapter of Luke, Luke 24. Luke chapter 24, we're going to start at verse 13. I'm going to tell a little story, then Wendy's going to read for me. So we're thinking about today being on the road, being on the road. And my friend and I were 16, we decided we are going to go hitchhiking. And I was living down in Wellington, we were living down in Wellington. I'd never been to Gisborne, so decided wanted to go to Gisborne. My friend wanted to go to Gisborne. So we started hitchhiking, and we got, first day we got to Hawke's Bay, uh, camp by the side of road, second day we were trying to get to Gisborne, and so we got to the turn off, you know, the turn off at Napier, you can go Topol, you can go to Gisborne. We got dropped off there, and waited, and we waited, and we waited, about, well, I don't know, close to three hours, I think, and so we had some food, or got out. Uh, tin of fish and while we're waiting we're eating a tin of fish and then a car stopped but they weren't going to Gisborne they were going to Topol and so we decided we didn't want to go to Gisborne anymore we'd go to Topol anyway <laughs> so I'd eaten half the fish and we're so excited to have a ride I just threw it in my pack this little red this little red uh, Honda Civic I remember and threw it in the pack, and because a small car, that pack came in the back seat with me. And as I realized, as we went on to Topo, I realized I hadn't shut it very well. And so, if, if you have a driver, 1982 of that little red hatchback, I'm really sorry about what we did to your car. Anyway, this is a story of being on the road, and it's two people. Uh, after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So, when is going to read that for us? Okay, uh, Luke 24, starting from verse 13. Now that same day, two of them were going into a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said. But but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? 
And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It's true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Thank you very much. So it wasn't a fun time to start with, those two on the road. We know it was Cleopas, we don't know the name of the other one. And they were heading for a little town 10 kilometers out of Jerusalem called Emmaus. Late Sunday afternoon, and then suddenly uh, someone else was on the road with them. They started talking to him. They were depressed. They hadn't worked out with Jesus the way they'd hoped it would. They thought that he was a prophet that would change things. Instead, it was another crucifixion. More oppression, no redemption, no hope. But then something happened on the road. On the road, you know, on the road, uh, there's some things on the road we associate with being on the road. Uh, signs. Signs that point to places. Signs that point to things. And roundabouts. Sometimes on the road there's roundabouts. I want us to think about those today. Three signs and the roundabout. Three signposts pointing to Jesus. On the road of life, Scripture is pointing to Jesus. And what Jesus did when he met them, it says, beginning with Moses, meaning the first five books of the Bible, and the prophets, many of the others of the Old Testament, and then all scripture, he talked about how that scripture talks about him. And so what it is, it's a sign pointing to Jesus. Scripture is a sign that points to Jesus. All of the Bible points to Jesus. And as Jesus opens up the scripture, Opens up this scripture. It's not just pulling out a few bits. It's saying the overall, the story, the whole story, at the beginning, in the middle, the end, it's all pointing towards Jesus. And there's something about it as Jesus unpacked that scripture, as he explained it, that it was pointing to him. You know, one, I've said this before, one of the best theological books around is called the storybook. Uh, uh, the Bible 
Every story whispers his name. Storybook Bible of Jesus. Because every story in the Bible whispers his name. Look for Jesus as you read the Bible. That's one signpost. Second signpost is verse 32. We know when they reflected on what Jesus was talking to them about. It wasn't wasn't their cognitive understanding. There was something else. There was probably that as well. But there was something else that was going on. Verse 32. There was like a, a sizzling inside of them. A sizzling inside of them. That's the second signpost. And often sermons are criticized because people can't remember from one week out. It's true. Can't remember what it was about. But you remember how you felt. Like dinner last Sunday, you can't remember what it is, what it was, but you remember how you felt afterwards. It did something for you. And verse 32, it says, how something burns within them. As scripture, uh, as you imbibe scripture, you feel something. And it has this vivid description of Cleopas and his buddy. Did not our hearts burn within us? Did not our hearts burn within us? Ki hai koe o taua ngākau i mumura i roto i taua. Did not our hearts burn within us? That is the Holy Spirit speaking to them. I'm not trying to undermine the, the thinking, the, the cognitive aspect. What I'm saying is the Holy Spirit at times will do a burning that you just you can't explain. Can't explain. But it's real. This is a picture of um, Blaise Pascal. Blaise Pascal. Frenchman, a philosopher, mathematician, Scientist from the 17th century, born 1623, died 39 years later, 1662. He was a child prodigy, mathematician, scientist. While still a teenager, he began working on a a mathematical machine, a calculating machine. And for three years, he made 50 prototypes of a calculating machine. You know what it was? It was, uh, he was one of the first two guys working on the first calculator, basically. Blaise Pascal uh, made contributions in the study of fluids, pressure, and vacuum. And he wrote in defense of a scientific method. At that stage, he was, probably you would describe him as agnostic, not so sure really if God exists or not. And really, we can't work it out. Agnostic. Um, and with no disrespect to President Cumney, probably way more intelligent than anyone uh, in this room at this time. Um, seriously clever man. But then something happened. On one particular night, between 10.30 and 12.30, something happened. He had a vision and it's described like this because he wrote it down straight away afterwards. On the 23rd November, 16, 
54, no one else is in the room. 10.30, between 10.30, 12.30 at night, Pascal had an intense religious vision, immediately recorded it, the experience in a brief note, which began with this, uh, in French, le fer, le fer, fire, fire, the fire of God, fire of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, not of the philosophers and the scholars. I will not forget your word. Amen. Fire! And then they say what he did is he got that, that note, he sewed it into his jacket. And even when he changed jackets, he would always have that with, uh, next to him. Changed him. And he went from being an agnostic to being a Christian philosopher, a Christian mathematician, Christian scientist, because and uh, it wasn't he had worked it, it's just that this fire met him in his room between 10.30 and 12.30. Fire. Because there was a sizzling, there was a burning within him that he could not explain by scientific method, but it was real. He had experienced it. The fire of God. Two signposts pointing to Jesus. Scripture and the sizzling spirit of God. And thirdly, the saints, the son of the sum of them. It was in community that they saw Jesus as he really was. Together. Did not our hearts burn within us, us, together. And 31, when they had that evening meal together, that they recognized Jesus as he really was, the saints, the combination of them. Together, you with us, discover the truth of God through Jesus, together. That's why we need each other. Now, it's kind of sad when I hear people say, you know, I don't really need fellowship with God, you know, because I can find God by myself, and that's debatable. But certainly, we need you. We need you. And I know that the us is against the flow today. The us is against the flow. Uh, Increasingly, our world is individualistic and isolated. But we need you. And it's in the us that helps discover Jesus. The us points to Jesus. Our hearts burned within us. Tawa. O tawa ngako i mumura i roto tawa. One of my comrade pastors in town, he says it, um, he says it, you know, it's really hard when people pull out the God card. Now, the God card, God told me. <laughs> that trumps every other thing, doesn't it? God told me. But just one S, you know, just one S, that's pretty difficult. You know, the Spirit, God told me, the Holy Spirit told me. I'm not so sure about it when it's just one S. I've, uh, I really believe there's probably about five S's we should 
um, look at in terms of God's direction. Not just, not just the Spirit, as the Spirit speaks to us, but there's also Scripture. What does Scripture say? What do the saints say, particularly those that are, um, are mature in the Lord and knowledgeable of Scripture? What does Scripture say? What do the saints say? What does circumstance say? It doesn't really start with S, but it sounds like it does. What does the Spirit say? And what does sense say of common variety? Scripture, saints, circumstance, spirit, sense. If you just get one S, that's probably not enough. doesn't immediately convince me. And here we have three S's. Scripture pointing to Jesus. A sizzling of the Spirit pointing to Jesus. The saints, the us, the community of faith pointing to Jesus. Three signposts. Verse 32, they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Itawa haura ano hokiana ki hiruharama. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There was like a 180. It's like the roundabout. We've got the picture of the roundabout. They got up at once and returned to Jerusalem, probably at night. That's not normal. But when you find out who Jesus is, when you encounter him, that often will do, make you do a 180 turn in your life. That changes things. You're not going the same direction. Blaise Pascal did not go in the same direction. It messed with him. It changed him. He became a different person. The roundabout, new direction, new purpose. So on the road, three signposts, scripture, sizzling of the spirit, the saints, and and then a roundabout, the revelation of the risen Jesus turned them around. On the roads. And we're going to finish, we're going to finish with communion. And it was interesting that, that they, they kind of realized who Jesus was when they had communion together. When they broke that bread, all of a sudden, for some reason, it was that, that, that made them see again. Whoa. This is Jesus. And uh, read this great thing. The eagerness of God. Jesus said, it's from Luke 22. Jesus said, I've been very eager to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat this meal again until its meaning is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Very eager, very eager to celebrate this meal with his followers. This is just not another meal. It was something that he'd been thinking about, preparing for. He had this meal in mind before the foundation of the world, the communion meal that Jesus chose to inaugurate during the Passover festival so dear to the heart of God. This is Jesus' chosen means of remembering him. When we celebrate communion together as a people of God, we corporately worship him in the way he has asked us to. Remembering is worshipping. Remembering is worshipping. I just want to commend you today.
that you have chosen to remember today. I know there's other options out there, but you have chosen to remember. And remembering is worshipping. Remembering is worshipping. And the way we're going to do it today, we're going to have uh, three sets of two people, and they'll each have bread and juice. And as you take it, as you take it, you remember. And as you remember, you worship. Thank you, you two as well. And I'm going to break it. It'll be one, two, three. As you come up the middle, you'll take it, you'll remember, and you'll go down the sides. Is that all right? So you come to one of the three, and then go down the sides. So, Lord, as we break this bread, we remember you today. Remember what you did for us today. We will not forget. As we remember, we worship. And as we take this juice, we remember your blood today. Okay? Amen? So if we'll kind of form a line here, I'll get rid of this, come to one of these three, remember, go back to your seat, and then... um, Service is over. Bless you.